welcome to the Dishmaster. Hi, T. Hey. All right. So I am very excited you're here as my special guest star because, as I told you before, Mark is shooting something on location. You know, he told me, and I really wasn't paying attention, to be honest, because I'm a terrible friend and I don't listen when people talk. And so that's what that is, you know? So um, speaking of people, I went to the standard today in Miami. Just wanted to let oh, you know. Of course. Yes. Thank you for rubbing it in. Appreciate it. The standard in Miami is the greatest bougie destination on the planet. You need to take me there when I come down. Oh, I'll take you there. The best yeah. part is it overlooks the water. So a lot yeah. of pools in Los Angeles, they don't overlook the water. They're basically concrete boxes with a bunch of palm trees and people exactly. pretending like they're bougie. This is legit. Looking at the ocean, I see boats and I'm tanning in the sun. You can find me up for that all day, my, every day. My friend who takes me to the standard, by the way, the best part of this whole thing is, you know, when you are someone's guest, you can't be your full personality as a curmudgeon. You have to really just let them lead the way. And one yeah. of the things that happens a lot is he wants the sun and I do <laughs> not want the sun. So Ooh. he finds a lounge chair directly in the sun. And as soon as a shadow hits, I'm thinking, Oh, thank God. And he says, should we move the umbrella? And like, as in move it away so that the sun will shine on us. And I'm like, I am aging rapidly by the second. No, <laughs> I do not want the umbrella moved. But I have to say it in my good time girl voice. So I right. have to say, well, whatever you want, but I don't mind the shade. So that's the first way to say it. The second way is, <laughs> you're so funny. I'm not even a sun person. Okay, so that's the second. Mm -hmm. The third is, um, I'm feeling kind of hot. Are you not feeling hot? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I got to do the best I can to be agreeable and fun and nice and not tell my person that is so kind to invite me the truth of the matter of my true self, you know? Couldn't you do like a split ski where he can have the sun and you can have umbrella? Was that possible? Oh, when that happens, that's a dream. Yeah, yeah. That, that can be done here and there. But a lot okay. of times you can't really control exactly where the umbrella is placed and the sun. It's not always that easy, but yes, you're correct. If the shade's hitting me and the sun's hitting him, my God, we're in heaven, but that's not Perfect. always the case. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was a great day. I'm so happy to be back in Miami and the standard. It's my favorite part of the day. Yeah. All right. So T you are here for a good news day. Let me no tell more. you, because okay. you must know about the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. I actually do. <laughs> okay. Aren't you proud of me? <laughs> I am proud of you. And you also must know that I am a strong supporter of Johnny Depp in this case that I figured yes absolutely I believe yeah. Johnny Depp to be the victim of domestic violence I believe that men are often overlooked in these claims and I believe that Amber Heard is an abuser I want to be clear that I do not think this is mutual combat the term mutual combat in the law means everyone's swinging everyone gets hit and there's no perpetrator you can't pin it down on anyone it's just a fight that's right. not what I think happened here what I think happened here is Amber Heard him and he did not fight back. So that is where I stand. And I feel strongly about this. So 
as you know, I'm right. also a lawyer. And Hello. I uh, <laughs> Hello. Flex on him, girl. Do it. And in my opinion, Johnny Depp is a victim. Okay. Now let's talk about the case. So let's just review for the audience because I really want to do a good job here of putting on my lawyer hat, but also what's like a less offensive way of saying dumbing it down? I mean, simplify. Simplify. <laughs> yes. Let's I want simplify. to simplify things for the audience. <laughs> okay. So there was a lawsuit in the UK in 2018 filed by Johnny Depp against the Sun. This is where this begins. So he files a libel lawsuit. They accused him of being physically violent and abusive toward Amber Heard. And he claims that that is not true. So he sues the Sun and said, I was never violent. I was never abusive. He loses the case. And the judge ruled that the description of him as a quote, wife beater was not defamatory because the tabloid said it was eh, substantially true. That's their standard. I have no idea how they came down on this. I read the evidence. I looked at a lot of the depositions. I found it to be very strange that they came down against Johnny Depp and he also lost the appeal. I don't quite get it. I think that well, I'll get to my opinion in a second, but in the UK case, the burden was on the son to prove the truth of their statement that Johnny Depp is a wife beater. Now, when we get to the United States, the burden shifts to Johnny Depp and he has to prove that Amber Heard's statements are false. So the burden is on him here. Okay, we get that, right? Right, right. Okay, so what makes this case different in the United States is that Johnny Depp is suing Amber Heard herself, not right. the paper. So Amber Heard writes an op-ed in the Washington Post and claims that Johnny physically abused her in the op-ed. Right. He says that this is defamatory and he's suing her for $50 million. His team gets a huge victory by filing this lawsuit in Virginia as opposed to California because California has something called anti-slap. I'm not going to get into it, but it gives a lot of freedom of speech leeway to Amber Heard, which would mm. make Johnny Depp's case harder to win, right? So he doesn't want it in California. So because I guess the Washington Post's headquarters are in Virginia, he wins that battle to have jurisdiction in Virginia. Okay. okay. All right. Here's my first observation, by the way, before I get into the case. I just kept thinking to myself, I had like this meta moment where I'm looking at Johnny Depp, an A-lister who makes $20 million a film. And there he is, this gorgeous man. And I'm going to say gorgeous loosely because you know he's not my type, but you get it. But he's a star. There's no question about it. And right. it doesn't matter how much money you have. You cannot buy a good courtroom experience. It yeah. will be carpet that hasn't been replaced in a hundred years. Right. It will be the worst coffee that you've ever had in your life. It will be ill-fitting suits. It will be a strange gallery of visitors. It doesn't matter how rich you are. You need to sit in that uncomfortable chair like the rest of us in regular society and have a three-hour lunch break when you would like to continue your case because they take breaks in the middle of the day and the case takes a hundred years because everybody is just 
dilly dallying around in the kitchen to have bad coffee okay that's what happens in court so i found that to be funny you know why I'm, I'm looking at this man with thousand dollar glasses on his face and thinking right. welcome to real life you know right right okay so anyway when the case starts they ask johnny depp his lawyer ask him direct questions. So he is free to talk and talk and talk. And there are some objections for hearsay. Well, actually, there's a lot of objections. But for the most part, he is going on and on about how he became an actor. And to me, it sounds like a masterclass in acting. And I'm thinking, what are we doing here? This is the most boring masterclass I've ever listened to. I had to put the YouTube speed on three times fast because Johnny Depp talks so slow. And it's painful. It's painful. And I thought to myself, you know, when everybody would like Johnny Depp and they were attracted to him, I was like, look, I like a witty guy. Like I want a Robert Downey Jr. I want a quick talking witty guy. But then I go, you know what? Maybe when you get to know Johnny, like in real life, he could be witty and banter. And so what we've learned is no, no, (laughs) (laughs) what we've learned is he will not be witty and he is very slow moving. (laughs) But I will say there's a clip circulating, which I'll send you because it's so funny, but it's of him joking back and forth because the lawyer asked the same question five times because there's a jury. So the lawyer, yeah. yeah, So he'll say, so that is your signature, correct? And he goes, (laughs) right. I said that the first three times and then he would start to talk and then he would stop and he goes oh no objection oh okay so he's funny he is funny but in that very slow painful way that takes you five hours to get the joke so Okay, so then we start to get to the the real heart of the matter, which is these accusations back and forth about whether or not Johnny abused Amber Heard. So Johnny is claiming he himself was the victim of physical violence, but he never fought back. And with the exception of holding her in restraints and her accidentally getting bummed, he says he never fought back. What I find to be so frustrating about this case is that Every witness in favor of Johnny Depp who says, I never saw physical bruises on Amber Heard. I never witnessed any violence from him. I've known him for years. I've never heard of any violence. All these character witnesses on cross, they always say, but you don't have personal knowledge of whether he actually hit her because you do not know if when you weren't there, he hit her. You did not see, you know, and it's like, I get that guys, but I don't know how you win a case if that's the case, right? Right. Because no one, unless they are a tick on Amber Heard with a fucking video is going to know exactly what went on through the entirety of that relationship. No one could be there 24 hours a day. And if that's the standard, then you would never win a case like this. All these people in his orbit Nobody witnessed any violence. Nobody saw any bruises on her. Nobody heard her say directly, I was hit by him. There are text messages where she calls him a monster. She says he rages, but she doesn't say he punched me in the face. Okay, let me tell you where I think he's lacking in this case. How about that? Because I want to be fair. So 
one thing that Johnny Depp is doing that I think is a huge mistake is really minimizing his drug use. So I think that Johnny Depp would have done really well if he had been sober for the last six months and said, I'm in the program. I haven't had a drink in six months. I regret my behavior as an addict because they're really playing up his addict behavior. They're really playing up that you're drunk, aren't you? You did pills, you did opiates, you did Xanax, you partied with Marilyn Manson and Paul Bettany and all these people. And Johnny Depp is really minimizing that that is a big deal. And I know why, because in his mind, he's saying, what's wrong with drug use? It has nothing to do with physical violence. And that might be somewhat of an okay tactic. But I think that they're trying to say, but you blacked out and sort of imply you might not even remember hitting you don't her. Remember it, right? Yeah, yeah. And he is is therefore minimizing it and saying, "Oh, it's not a big deal." But the problem is, he testified in the UK case to his drug use, and they're impeaching him by saying, "Did you take a Xanax that day?" And Johnny Depp will say, "No, I don't think so. I think I only smoked weed." Let's say, and then they go turn to page two hundred and eleven from this deposition. I took a Xanax and they're impeaching him. And to me, if I were Johnny Depp, I would just say, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Can you remind me? Instead of him looking, in my opinion, like he's trying to pervert the truth to his benefit, own it. I think the drug use is irrelevant in this case, but I know why they're trying to use it against him. And if he had gone in with the tactic of, yes, I was a drug addict. Yes, I'm sober now, but he's completely trying to minimize it. Yeah. And then he says something about, well, Amber really got crazy on me because she found out that I drank. And that was a constant with us was her attacking me for drinking and being a drug addict. And he's making it sound like she's so ridiculous for feeling that way. And it's like, is she though? Who wants to be married to somebody who is completely inebriated all the time? Right. And listen, to be fair, there's evidence that she did drugs too. So there's a lot of hypocrisy. You know, Johnny Depp says that she did her fair share of drinking and she would not get sober with him. So there's a lot of that. But I'm just saying, I think that's a mistake to not just own it and say, I'm sober now and I regret my behavior, but none of that behavior involved hitting Amber Heard. Okay. So let me just play you one of the more damaging accusations. So there's an incident where... Johnny Depp claims that Amber Heard is hitting him. And in order to escape that, he goes into the bathroom. So he flees the scene, which is a standard thing he does in their fights. He -hmm. flees the scene and she goes running after him. You get back here, blah, blah, blah. So he goes to shut the door in her face, like get away from me. I'm protecting myself. I'm creating a barrier, shutting the door. So he pushes the door closed. And then she says, oh no, my toes, you hurt my toes. Like when you shut the door. So he goes to open the door, according to him to say, are you okay? I didn't mean to hurt your toes and then she slams the door into his head that's his claim so here's what he says about it when i knelt down uh on my hands and knees to look at her foot to see the injury um she kicked uh the bathroom door uh into my head it so it it um yeah she kicked the bathroom door into my head and uh i was i was completely 
taken aback by such a, 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 a corrosive, horrific move. That's his take on it. So here is her testifying in trial. You know, people ask me, they go, why are you in favor of Johnny Depp and not Amber Heard? And I said, listen, I consider myself a juror watching both of their accounts and I can make a decision on my own as to who to believe. That's allowed in society. We are allowed to hear the evidence and make a decision. Yeah. We have a case in front of us and we have all the evidence being presented. We're allowed to make a decision about who to believe. So here's Amber Heard's testimony about the same incident in the UK trial. I want you to listen to how she describes it what actually happened, which is him trying to get into a room. I'm trying to creep him out of, and then he runs the door over my toes, trying to get into the room. I try to push him out of it, which is what the hit is referred to. And Johnny, whenever he was injured or touched at all, was re referred to it in these ways of punching or clocked or whatever. And whether you discussed it with him or not, the last thing you do in, in talking to him afterwards or trying to reconcile with him is to get into what the definition of those words mean to him. Just say what So happened. I just never, I never even addressed it. He would, if he was ever pushed, it was, it was a quote, he called it a, a cold clock. I mean, it's just very dramatic. Isn't about it true, Ms. Heard, that in September of two? I mean, come on, right? She's, what? she's saying that. He's trying to get into a room I don't want him in. Meanwhile, right. he's in the bathroom and he's she's in the, the main Exactly. And she's in the right. main room. So she's saying he's trying to get in a room I don't want him to. So I slam the door to keep him in the bathroom. So then she says, oh, Johnny's so dramatic. Whenever he was hit, he would say he was clocked or punched. And, you know, you just can't listen to him, which to me is a very clear indicator of an abuser minimizing. I, yeah. Look, she just doesn't sound like she's telling the fucking truth. You know, I'm going to play you the smoking gun for Johnny's case and the smoking gun for Amber's case. So this is where I cast my vote, if you will. Right. So mm -hmm. when you're asking, is Johnny Depp the victim of domestic violence? The only way to know that is to either witness somebody hit him or to have the abuser admit on tape that she hit him, right? right. So here is Amber Heard admitting on tape that she hit Johnny. Okay. The face in a proper slap, but I was hitting you. It was not punching you. Babe, you're not punched. Don't tell me what it feels like to be punched. You, you know, even a lot of guys been around a long time. You know, I know. Yeah, no, right? when you fucking have a closed fist. I did not fucking deck you. I fucking was hitting you. you I don't know what me. the boat motion of my actual hand was, but you're fine. I did not hurt you. I did not punch you. I was hitting you. How are your toes? How, what am I supposed to do? Do this? How are your toes? I, I'm not sitting here bitching about it, am I? You are. Oh, That's the difference between me toes. and you. You're a fucking baby. Because you start you physical are fights? You're such a baby! Because you, the fuck off, Because you start Tony. physical fights? I did start a physical fight. Yeah, you did, so I had because, to get the fuck out of there. Yes, you did. So you did the right thing, the big thing. The, you know what? You are admirable. Every single time. What, 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 what's your excuse when there's not a physical fight? Then what's the excuse then? You're still being admirable, right? Just by running away? And you can sit here and, and call me names, but you get called a name, and what do you do? 
That's the last insult. You're a baby. You're a hypocrite. You don't do anything that you actually do. You expect from people what you can't give them. If they do something, a taste of it to you, you fucking lose it. But yet you dish it out. I, is that not incredibly damning? Uh, yeah. So that's I'm, her admitting to punching him. Yeah. So to me, it's open and shut. Like that is very clear that he's the victim of domestic violence. There is no such admission on the other side when it comes to Amber Heard. There just isn't. There's no witness to domestic violence. There are text messages of, of Johnny Depp that aren't great of him saying, we're going to burn Amber and I'm Amber and I'm going to fuck her corpse. And it's like, guys, that's not great, but that doesn't mean he hits her. That means that he's dramatic and that means that he's inebriated and that means he's an asshole, but that doesn't mean that he hit her. Yeah, that's, uh, that's not great. Yeah. I mean, I, I just. My God. No, Talk there's. Talk about an incendiary relationship. Oh, yeah. it's totally toxic, but that doesn't oh, mean man. that they're both violent. No. I, like, I, like that's, that's the point that I'm trying to, oh my God, I was going to say hit home. I don't know why I do this every time. Oh my God. Um, okay. So here is what they're calling. Here's what they're, oh, sorry, sorry. Oh man, I do that every time. And Mark is always like, what is wrong with your brain? Threw me into a coughing fit, my God. Oh my God, okay. So this is the only evidence on the other side of what some people are saying is an admission because it's Amber recording, talking to Johnny about him hitting her. So let's listen. Yes, I thought it was good advice. Just saying. I'm she would rather I'm not hear. By the way, because I'm louder. Okay, what's By the way, my family, my friends, everyone trying. around me had, saw all the bruises and broken oh, broken blood vessel under my eye, the bruises on my head, the missing chunks of hair, the split lip, the black eye, the swollen nose, all that shit. Because you're stronger. It does not mean, it does not mean because they heard me that I'm somehow more responsible. It just means they heard me because I yell in a fight. You do provoke. I yell. It doesn't mean I'm more responsible or better. Okay, so that is her obviously saying she has bruises, but there's no admission from Johnny Depp that he did that. Like he he could be wasted and she's ranting and he's listening. Like I, I don't. He never says, I'm sorry for hitting you. There's there's one text message, just to be fair, that is from somebody in his camp and says he got into some fit on a plane and he was inebriated. And he says to Amber, I told him he kicked you and he was horrified. Again, this isn't, it's not enough for me. It's just not enough. I don't know if he's in some crazy fit and like accidentally kicked her. There's just no context. I don't know. In the video of Amber, in the recording of Amber, it is clearly stated that she beats him and that he's a big baby for running away. Yeah, I mean, that is clearly a toxic relationship and thank God it's over. Yes. But I mean, this court hearing, I mean, it's just awful. Everything that I've even been seeing online where people are even theorizing that she's like, intentionally wearing um like the same 
like matching outfits to him the day after he wears it to like mess with him. It's like similar colored suits and all of this stuff. And I'm like, where do you come up with these theories? How oh much my God. time do you have watching her in the courtroom and watching that behavior and watching the mannerisms of both of them? Like they despise each other because that was clearly a toxic relationship. Totally but toxic. But there's something in her mannerisms where I'm like, you're a violent person lady, well, like, well, as well. It's, it's, that's a, yeah, but it's interesting that you say there's something in her mannerisms because while that could seem like we're just here talking shit, the truth of it is when you are a juror in court, you look over to the defendant and you look over to the plaintiff plenty of times and you draw yeah. conclusions based on how they're sitting, how they're talking, their demeanor, what they're smiling at, what they look remorseful for, those things matter. And so for you yeah. to say, I'm looking over at her and she seems violent, I completely agree. And I think that that's not good for the jury. It's not good for her case yeah. because she, to me, looks unhinged. And the yeah. videos I've seen of her and the deposition I saw of her in the UK case, she looked completely unhinged to me. So I, I've heard she's going to take the stand. I don't know for sure. She also shit in his bed. I don't know if you heard about that. What? <laughs> yeah, she shit in his bed. She. I'll, I'll play the clip of him talking about it. My God. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? Brought up the situation of the uh, fecal matter on the bed. And I, uh... T, let this be a lesson to men everywhere. When you leave your wife for young pussy, you're going to get shit in your bed. Okay. Don't I leave mean... your loyal, beautiful, gorgeous, wonderful mother of your children for some fleeting moment of chemistry on the set of your movie. And then this is what you get. I don't believe in karma and all that shit. I'm just saying that if it feels like there's some cosmic force pulling you towards somebody and it's the greatest love you've ever known, you might want to put your seatbelt on and turn the car very quickly the other direction. Right? I mean, was shitting in the bed when he left? <laughs> was that the limit? Like, uh, like I, 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 uh, I think shitting in the bed is the straw that broke the camel's back. It wasn't the I mean, I'd have to burn the house down and just start over. Like, yeah, I think like, Johnny. So we're, we're all <laughs> we're all packing up and moving out one of my favorite parts of the trial by the way is when he goes we had a terrible fight before Coachella and then he looks at the jury and he goes Coachella is festival (laughs) (laughs) band I come together and there's all this like video of Amber calling him like an old man and shit I'm like Johnny you're not helping the old man case here we all know what Coachella is but also like She's calling him an old man. It's like, you knew who you married. Like, Listen, hello. It's, it's, it's an interesting insult, but, but I find it funny when you're reaching in your trump card pocket of insults to sling, you go with old fat man that's washed up. Johnny Depp pulls in $23 million a picture and has fucked every gorgeous woman on the planet. Like what? You know, I think 
the one thing about the whole trial that really got me in the gut though, and I was so disappointed in Johnny was that he said she caused a rift in his relationship with his children because, you know, anytime he wanted to spend time with them and she would drive a wedge and that the children didn't come to his wedding. And that's really where I draw the line. I I don't know. I, I understand how this works and I understand domestic violence and how they isolate you from your loved ones. So nobody can get in between you. This is all very standard domestic violence, but, but it really bummed me out when I heard that because you're in this healthy, presumably healthy relationship. Vanessa Paradis, his ex-wife delivered a witness statement in the UK trial vouching for his character and saying he was never violent with her. So presumably you had a healthy enough relationship and you had these beautiful children together that you raised and then you get in this terrible situation and one thing that he also said that was really heartbreaking in the trial was that his mother was physically abusive and they asked him how did you end up in this situation and he said halfway through it I realized I was dating my mother and and how my mother used to verbally insult me and make fun of me. He had a lazy eye. His mother would call him lazy eye. His, his mother would beat him and his father would just do nothing. And his father eventually left and left him in the household with his abusive mother. So he really kind of shined a light on how he landed in this. And so if, if you know anything about domestic violence, this is, in my opinion, a very clear, there are very clear tales here, very clear yeah. indicators of how he landed in this. So, yeah. you know, it's just a big bummer, but I don't know. All right. Let's lighten the mood for a second. And I'm going to put in a fun story and then we're going to go to another legal case that I have to talk oh, to gosh. you about. Okay. Um, okay. okay. So let's talk about Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck getting engaged. Yeah. So here's the video. It's very blurry, which is curious for the director of Argo, but <laughs> Ben, don't you have a fucking tripod? Didn't the sister record it? I thought it was the sister. He recorded it. First of all, is Jennifer Lopez the only person who can look cute while doing baby voice? Because I've heard from men that baby voice makes them want to die. Okay, so here's my here's my question. I'm so happy for them. But I was thinking about this the other day, and I want your take because you're so, so good at relationship advice. In what world does it work when you get back together with your ex? Because I've seen all these memes that say, don't let Benifer fool you into texting your ex and getting back together. Like 20 years in between, because I have picked up a relationship with an ex that was 20 years in between, and it was the same fucking nightmare it was in high school. So I just want to know, (laughs) because I feel like people don't change. So I just want to know, is it that Ben Affleck was maybe a user back then, and now he's sober? That could be. Is it that they didn't know how to handle the paparazzi, and they broke them up, and now they're more seasoned, and they can handle the press? What is it? I think it's the evolution of of the people. It's not necessarily about they've changed and they're completely different people. It's the fact that they've evolved into knowing who they are authentically and saying, does this work for us? 
because now they're able to really be honest. Ben is sober now, right? Maybe he's gone through the steps of saying like, I'm in this different space now. Right. And so is JLo. You see how these people have grown. If you have the opportunity to reconnect and all of a sudden the conversations are different because they're so honest and now you trust each other on a different level, you bring that past with you because that made you the person that you are standing in front of each other now. But you're saying we've learned so many valuable lessons from that. Yeah. And I also think that if the people themselves were right in terms of their dynamic and their chemistry, but outside forces at the time, let's say you just lost your job when you started dating and the stress of that got in the way of your relationship, or let's say that a parent passed away, or, you know, there were things that were more external that got in the way versus you were fighting about, I do everything around here and you do nothing, that kind of stuff. I don't think you change 20 years later. I don't think one person becomes more understanding and communicative. I just think that where you are at in your life might affect the dynamic in a more positive way. So that's my For take. Sure. But it's, but it's even inside forces, right? What tr- life transitions do you have going on inside that you need to work on? And right. you can't necessarily do that with a partner at the time. Like, that's true. And let me tell you, I am thrilled she got rid of A-Rod because you me know too, I am. Man. <laughs> Nobody Fuck is an A-Rod God. fan. Oh no. my God. Such a star fucker, that guy. Ugh. I saw that picture. What did they say? They That post about him, you know, reuniting with his ex as well and going on vacation with his wife. And I was literally like, who cares? <laughs> nobody. No, nobody cares. No one cares. No one um, cares. All right. Okay. So let's talk about something I actually care about. So I find this to be so interesting. So Black China is suing the Kardashians. So I obviously have a lot of problems with Black China's actions. There's evidence of her being violent, allegedly toward Rob Kardashian and others. We've seen her be volatile in public. We know on the show she was verbally abusive, but Let's put that aside for a second and look at this legal case on the merits. So Black China is suing the Kardashians for $100 million because she claims that her reality show with Rob Kardashian, Rob and China, was canceled because the family went to the E-executives to squash the show. It's rumored Mm. that Kris Jenner said, well, in place of that content, we'll do a Kylie show just so that you don't have this show anymore. I don't know if that part is true, but legally you can't do that. You can't interfere with somebody's contract. You cannot defame them for the purpose of canceling a show, a TV show that's their income. You're just not allowed. So you might not like Black China, but you can't legally do that. So the fact that this even made it to trial, when I first heard about it, I was like, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard because Black China and Rob Kardashian weren't even together. How do you do a second season of a show when they're not together? But, right. but it's getting a little bit more, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, traction. 
Yeah, it's getting yeah. stronger than I thought. Yeah. So the attorney for the Kardashians and Jenners point out during questioning of China that there was no need for the Kardashians to badmouth her because she had enough negative publicity through her very public fallings out with Rob Kardashian. Yeah. Allegations of domestic abuse. He posted revenge porn, which we know is despicable. And that's reason enough to cancel the show. So it doesn't move the needle if the Kardashians do that themselves. So he says, is it your opinion that the network should have put this show featuring this relationship on the air for a second season. And China gives, in my opinion, a brilliant response. She says, our relationship? Yeah. Everything that was going on? Absolutely. The ups and downs? Absolutely. And that's what makes the show so real and so good because we were being ourselves and not being fake. And I thought, huh, that's pretty smart actually because there's a lot of volatility between Scott Disick and Kourtney Kardashian that was featured on Keeping Up I mean not not the same but he was using drugs and partying and not there for his children and that made it to the show Tristan Thompson cheated on Chloe in her ninth month of pregnancy that relationship was featured on the show she's saying that's what makes the show so maybe it would have stayed on the air had the Kardashians not asked for it not to be, you know? And so then the attorney asks her about this news conference outside the courthouse where she files a restraining order against Rob and she alleges abuse and she mentions the revenge porn. So he says, so you wanted to bring attention to what happened to you. So she says, attention? No, it already had attention. And apparently she's fighting through tears and says, so things are supposed to just happen to me and I'm supposed to let it happen and not do nothing else about it. I'm supposed to let Rob post all these nudes about me on the internet and like of surgery and all that and not do nothing about it. So, so that's what she's saying in court on the stand. And that's true. What is she supposed to do? She's not supposed to fight for herself. I, I don't understand that. Like, She's actually making some very cogent arguments here. And then he says, he mentions about how they made it, they affected her future income. And then he says something about what, I couldn't even figure out what you make because you haven't filed taxes since 2018. And again, it feels very shaming of her. Why is that relevant? And then he makes an argument and says, don't you make X amount of money on OnlyFans? And so what? What? That doesn't mean that you didn't defame her and affect future income. Johnny Depp's suing for $50 million and like right. still can stand to make more money. That has nothing to do with you interfering with her contract. And it's funny because even in the article I read from Law 360, they call Black China former stripper and current reality star. Did you call Kim Kardashian a former porn star in this article? Get the fuck out of yeah. here. You know what I mean? It's also slanted against her. And I resent that. I understand that there are elements of her character that are objectionable, but this is a legal case and these are viable arguments. So I'm actually kind of shocked. And so then he mentions, well, didn't you sign a kill fee? If the show is canceled, you get a hundred thousand dollars. But I also don't know how that's relevant. To be frank, Every argument I'm hearing on the side of the Kardashians is not very good. I think it's quite possible she'll be awarded money. I don't think she'll be awarded $100 million, get the fuck out of here, but she might be awarded hundreds of thousands. Yeah, when stuff like this comes out or when stuff like this goes down, 
it's never like they win the case it's settled or something happens behind closed doors to get the matter dealt with but this is not i mean it's possible they'll settle this midway through the trial but we're at trial already so yeah i mean this is like this is definitely she's black china has definitely done the right thing of like getting a very good legal team that is apparent and i think clearly they've done their work because they're ready to give the kardashians a run for their money and i say good for her i've just it always bugs me out that she has the history that she does in public in the public forum when it comes to the incidents that have happened well well she's got problems yeah yeah because a lot of that is a lot of that is weighed, you know, in the eye of the public, right? Or they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. She has a know? lot of, she has a lot, she needs a lot of help, in my opinion. She's extremely yeah. volatile. She has a lot of anger management issues. Her mother was kicked out of the courtroom. Apparently, her mother is also super volatile. So all that stuff is not great. But yeah, I, I think, think it's like imp- having a reckless mouth is what's giving the Kardashians a case is the problem. You know what I mean? That's it's right. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and so- it is possible that. I I, listen, you're asking me, you're not asking, but I'm going to tell you what I believe, (laughs) what I believe is that for sure, Kris Jenner went behind the scenes and said, I don't want this show on the air anymore. Do me a solid and get rid of it. I think that's absolutely true. And I don't think at the time she even fathomed that she would be in this situation by doing that because you know, Hollywood's all about connections and we just had a conversation behind the scenes and what's the big deal. But, you know, I mean, let's not forget that Rob Kardashian's hands are not clean, but they had an e-executive testify to say, how can we do a show about a couple when they're no longer a couple? So there might be, she might lose this, but, but it's way more complex and difficult to determine than I thought it was when I first read she was suing them when I was very dismissive that's very silly come on so you know um but but yeah so did you watch speaking of the Kardashians did you watch the premiere on Hulu I did what'd you think just more of the same except longer now I was like is it ever gonna end that was I was boring yeah it was really boring and Again, it was so the same formula. So do you remember how Kim Kardashian went, goes on this interview and says, you know what advice I would give to women in the business work because nobody works anymore. Get your, get your ass up and work. Yeah. No, I, yeah. All right. That so lit me up, dude. Okay. So that why, so up. tell me why it lit you up. Because one, like everybody says, everybody has the same 24 hours in a day. Okay, yeah, but here's the thing. If you have a team of 15 people, your 24 hours looks a little different from mine. Okay, that's a good point. Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. So don't sit there and say that these other women aren't getting up and busting their asses. I am getting up and busting my ass. And no, I don't have the same budget to have someone do your laundry, have someone. Exactly. Yeah. To flip my day and say, you're going to take over all of this stuff for me. So I can make my load a little lighter to focus on this. There are certain privileges that I have that I can take advantage of and say, 
I'm going to take this off of my plate. Absolutely. Right. But when it comes down to it at the end of the day, no, I can't hire a full team and say, you're going to go run my nonprofit. You're going to go run my winery. You're going to go do this for me. No, I don't have that. So my 24 hours looks a lot different than hers. You're right. I hadn't thought of it that way. My next question was, everybody says, oh, she's not recognizing the privilege, which she came from. And I guess my question is like, how, how many times do we have to mention that we're privileged when we're talking about our success every time? You know what I mean? Like, it just feels like. I think you have to be honest about the fact that you did have a leg up in some things. I acknowledge the fact that there are certain aspects that even though I am a black woman in this world, I was given other opportunities that some other people weren't. And I was able to leverage those. The difference is, is that I'm sitting here and opening the door wider and saying, Hey guys, come over here. Right. Right? Like I'm calling out to people and saying, come this way. Right. I will, I will help you and push and push you through this door over here. Right that's the difference. I'm not sitting there telling somebody, get your ass up and work. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? If you want to change my mind on this, that is not the way to coach somebody. And I'm not sitting there. I'm not saying to sit there and be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry that you're going through all of this. No, you sit there and actually give people the tools and talk to them and hold them accountable and say, if this is what you want to do, I am here to provide you tools and to help you get there, but I'm not going to hold your hand through it. I think that's, those are all very good points. And once again, I am blessed with your presence (laughs) and your perspective, and I have to get going so that my parents can take over this office slash room of mine. All right, T, you're amazing. Hopefully you'll join me during Mark's absence. I will (laughs) visit that when the time comes. Guys, Find me wherever podcasts are streamed, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, tell your friends, and thank you, T, for joining me. You're welcome. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Yes, and feel better. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye. All right, guys, I am subbing this in at the end by myself for a variety of reasons, one of which is that new evidence in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial came to light. And in the interest of fairness, I think it's important to play some clips that I did not play before, which swing more in Amber Heard's favor about whether or not Johnny Depp was physically abusive to her. I will play them for you and then I will discuss my take on it. So the first one is a clip of Amber Heard accusing Johnny Depp of putting cigarettes out on her. He doesn't deny it in many of the clips that I'm going to play. It will be Amber Heard accusing him of something on tape and him not denying it in his response. So here's the first one. Put your fucking cigarettes out on someone else. You fucking have consequences for your actions. That's it. Shut up, fat ass. Yeah, you got me there. Mr. Depp. And when, when Ms. Heard tells you in that recording to go put your cigarettes out on someone else, you don't deny that, but instead you simply say, shut up, fat ass. Is that correct? I think that was another grossly exaggerated moment of Ms. Heard's. I don't, I did not put a cigarette out on her or throw a cigarette at her. Okay, so... I had a similar reaction to the attorney. I think it's odd to be accused of putting cigarettes out on somebody and then in the moment not saying you're a liar, but instead saying, shut up, fat ass, which again, I said this earlier, but I think their insults toward each other are very odd. Like she calls him a washed up old fat man numerous times and he 
consistently insults her ass, which is just odd. He called her a flabby ass, a fat ass. It just seems like a very strange way to go. I have never seen her ass. It's just all very confusing. Okay. Here's another clip of her accusing him of, quote, beating the shit out of her. I fucked up and cried in my bedroom after I had dumped you a fucking week, week prior. A fucking week prior after you beat the shit out of me. And then a week later, you show in my show up at my doorstep in my room saying you want to say goodbye. Okay, say goodbye. Oh, I said it? Yes, you did say it. I'll go to the text messages. So is that weird? Okay, so in this clip, she inserts after you beat the shit out of me he doesn't respond to that but instead responds to the accusation that he said he wanted to come over to say goodbye to end the relationship so that's what he wants to talk about he does not respond to the accusation of you beat the shit out of me which again not great i find strange all right here's another one oh, yes you do because you wouldn't have used that as a way i was pouring my heart out to you what do you do let me get it. Let me get it. Stab in here. That's what you saw, huh? You listened to me cry. And you're like, now I can get her. So what you think? You just do it without thinking. You do it without thinking, huh? You don't. Get a Stab in when you can. You throw a swing when you can. And what win better than to win on the floor? Because that's when it's really good to hit someone. Okay, so... Again, another clip in which she overtly says, you hit me when you can. And in the recording, he doesn't respond by saying, how could you accuse me of that? I've never hit you once. I've never laid a hand on you. It just seems strange to me to be in a verbal argument with somebody and be accused of something so terrible numerous times and not in the moment deny it. On more than one occasion, he's accused of it and doesn't deny it. Well, here's one of him calling her a cunt, which I, I don't, I don't, Obviously, they, there was volatility verbally, but that's not really what he's what we're talking about here. So I guess the relevancy, if you want to go to the verbal abuse on both sides is they're trying to present Johnny Depp as being this soft flower that would never lay a hand on anybody. Look at him on the stand. He's so easygoing and calm and collected. And how could this man that the jury is looking at be capable of such rage? It does not make any sense. So when you play clips of him calling her a kind, screaming at her, writing these terrible texts, what it suggests is the man that you're looking at is not quite the man that we're trying to present him to be, which is, you know, an innocent, soft flower. So in that sense, it's relevant. Whether or not, whether or not verbal abuse would ipso facto rise to physical abuse, I don't think that those two are definitely connected. I know people who are so temperamental and verbally abusive, but would never lay a hand on another person. But I do think that it suggests that the character of Johnny Depp is way more flawed than they're trying to make it look. The other thing I'll say is when you're looking at a defamation case and you're saying, 
Johnny Depp should be awarded $50 million for his career being ruined at the hands of Amber Heard. And it's so clear that he is the victim of domestic violence and not the perpetrator. It has to be crystal clear. The waters cannot be muddied at all, because if they are muddied, then the jury will chalk it up to mutual combat and they will let this go. You're not going to award $50 million to somebody unless it's open and shut. And I don't think after playing those clips that it's open and shut. I maintain that the only clip we have of somebody admitting to violence is Amber Heard, where she admits to punching Johnny Depp. And that's very clearly a smoking gun. However, again, when you're in court and you're deciding a case, it's extremely important that it be crystal clear and her accusing him of physical violence and him not in response saying you are crazy I would never ever touch you that concerns me it really does and it makes me not as sure where I come down on this I think that I would still venture to guess that Johnny Depp is <sighs> no I'm not sure I'm not, I'm really not sure where I come down on this. I think it's entirely possible that he lived his entire life as a nonviolent man and got into this extremely volatile relationship and violence ensued. Uh, it could have been mutual combat. I just do not know based on the evidence that's being presented in court. I think it's odd. We know he was inebriated a lot of the time. Um, so sure, is it possible that she says these things on tape to manipulate him because she knows it's being recorded and she knows he's completely under the influence and therefore won't deny it because he's not of sound mind? Maybe. Is it possible that Johnny Depp doesn't care enough to deny it on tape? Is it possible that he in no way ever foresaw that he would be accused of such a thing and therefore just let it go as another crazy accusation on the part of Amber Heard? Maybe. Is it also possible that he did engage in physical violence and that's why he didn't deny it? Yeah, sure. And guess what? If I'm on the jury and I have that possibility in the back of my mind, I'm going, I'm not awarding you $50 million. I'm not coming down on defamation for this. It's too muddy. So, you know, in the previous part of this podcast, I said, I have no idea how the UK case called this substantially true. And now I'm saying, well, I've seen more of the evidence and I can understand why they'd call it substantially true because there's evidence in this case where he's not overtly denying the accusation on the recording. So that's where I am. I think that <clears throat> if I were telling you personally what I think, um, no. I could tell you what I think from my personal perspective adamantly as I've done before in the other part of this podcast, but now I don't really think that's fair. I think it's more fair to look at it based on the evidence that's presented. And what I've just said is all I'm willing to say, I'm now looking at this through the lens of a juror and where I would come down as a juror is that I would not give him the win in this case. I think the purpose of this case is now to resurrect Johnny Depp's in the eyes of the public and to deliberately expose his case, to deliberately stream the case so that we can fall in love with him all over again and go, look at this guy. He wouldn't hurt a fly. Look, we'll see what's to come when Amber Heard testifies. Um, 
that might change my opinion again, but I have to be fair here. So that's it. Email me at thedishmaster at gmail.com with your own thoughts. I'm very curious. You know, this is not an easy one, guys. So I'm doing the best I can. That's my favorite quote, by the way. All right. I'll see you uh, next week.